Hey guys, it's Alex and Beck here. Hello. Uh, we are just letting you know uh, that uh, in this episode today, just a warning up top, we are talking uh, a l- fair bit about sexual violence. Yes, because of uh, the movie we're reviewing, yes. um, we do t- touch on that topic a lot. So yeah. just wanted to let you guys know before you jump in. We love you. We love you. Let's get on with Let's this. Let's do this. Fucking thing. <laughs> Is the ladies' guide to dude cinema? My name is Alex J, and with me is my wonderful co-host Beck Charwood. Hello, it's me. This is the movie where we watch. Uh, this is the movie. Oh my god! <laughs> this is the movie where we watch podcasts. <laughs> it's not going well. We don't have a lot of following for some reason. No one will fund this <laughs> one movie. Ridiculous project. No joking, guys. This is the podcast. <laughs> Where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us that we have to see. Yes. We watch them and we talk about them, how we feel for reals. Yep, that made sense as well. Wow, I've had two beers and this is going great. Yeah, wild. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, so uh, let's just jump right in. The movie we are watching this week is A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, big one. I I was very upset when we... I mean, we decided to do this movie. Yeah. We consented to watching it. I was very upset at myself. Yeah. I was upset at consenting to watch this movie because I just, I've avoided it purposefully for so ah, long okay. because it has such a big reputation as being Huge fucked reputation. up. Yes. Like. Yeah. Yeah. This, what, did you know much about it other than that it was fucked up? I just know it's fucked up and I know that there was uh, something about a guy dressed in white with a bowler hat ah. and the eye, like one Eyelashing. eyelash on one side um, and that people get attacked. Okay. I knew that. That's, I think, basic. And it's referenced in everything. Yeah. Like, I've heard the references. So, similar to Fight Club last week. Yeah. Something's referenced a lot, and I've just, I've purposefully avoided watching it because I'm like, I can tell this is not my cup of tea. This is not my movie. Like, I don't want to watch something. I don't don't sit down to view things and be like, that's fucked up. Unless it's a documentary about murder. Yes. And I'm all fucking in, baby. I'm all in. (laughs) It's my jam. (laughs) So, that's my relationship with it. What what is your history? Yeah, I didn't know much about it. It, except I just knew that it was fucked up. I didn't know anything about attacking or anything. I just knew that there was something f- gross with an eyeball. Like that's right. th- that's literally and there is, all I, um, and, and there fucking is. Gross. <laughs> and that's all I knew. I have this is a big one for me. I was ex- I was excited to do this one because it is a movie I've avoided for so long. Not because I knew it was fucked up, but because it's similar to what I thought about high fidelity, like I was intimidated to watch this movie because of how huge it is in like cinematic history that I've waited so long. I was just like, I just don't think I even want to jump in because it's it's just too big. It's Mm. too big to tackle. Um, So I'm glad that I'm glad glad that we've got to do this with a purpose behind it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's no way like, and I I will say this straight up. Don't watch this movie. <laughs> like I, I, I'm just gonna say like, we, we're gonna talk about it and try to be funny. So please keep listening to the episode. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but I just I don't see the reason that this movie yeah. exists. Oh god, I just don't even know where to start with my thoughts. But basically, like I, I also have I've not been shamed for not seeing this movie, but it's been around in my life a lot. Yeah. Um, 
notably I did date someone who had the classic framed poster of a clockwork orange <laughs> of course. on his wall. As is customary for every white woman, you must sleep with a man who has a clockwork orange poster above his bed. Framed. Yes. Dude, it has oh, to be framed. framed. It was framed. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, Motherfucker yeah. got money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's doing well. He's doing well for himself. <laughs> Yes, but you know, I am <laughs> in saying that, like, because I don't, I'm not huge on the like the film trinkets and kind of revering that kind of stuff as yeah. as, as decoration in a house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in saying that, I am currently dating someone who has a Lord of the Rings themed chess set. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, shout out to Brad. <laughs> He's a secret nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone! I think everyone's a secret. Yeah, nerd definitely. In a way. Yeah, you gotta be. I love it. It's beautiful and endearing. Yeah. Um, Speaking I, of nerds, mm. uh, I actually, well, not nerds, but also a reason for doing this movie is I, uh, I, have, I have a friend, Jeremy. Uh, also, shout so many shout outs. Oh, here we podcast, go. Let's get who, I told about this uh, this concept for the podcast, and he's someone who I dated. Who mm. you made me watch so many terrible movies, Jeremy. Jeremy, stop doing that. <laughs> and he said to me, he's like, "Oh, wait, so like, like girls don't like you didn't like all the movies?" I was like, "No, of course I fucking did it." And he's like, "Oh, I have to confess something to you. I recently made a girl watch A Clockwork Orange." <gasps> On a day, and I was confused as to why she didn't want to fuck afterwards. Oh my god, Jeremy! What the fuck? (gasps) That's just what he made someone watch a Clockwork Orange on a date. Yes, and then expected to fuck. He loves movies. Big movie boy. I get it. Uh, And most white-blooded males are. Um, And this is a huge white-blooded, (laughs) red-blooded. What color is blood? Brightest and gotchdusineratima.com. What <laughs> color is blood question mark? <laughs> Attention back. <Yeah. laughs> Don't send me the blood. That's my job. I send the blood to you. So speaking on that note of like people having paraphernalia from movies and stuff in their house as, as you know, interior design. Uh, I recently heard about a friend of a friend. She went on a date with a guy. She went home with him. Hi, I'm about it. Yes, yes, so yes. On board so far. Yeah. Uh, they fucked, and then in the morning, in the light of day, she realized he had a life-size two-scale stormtrooper in his bedroom. That's <laughs> terrifying. Why would you? That's... Could you imagine? Like, I get it. You like, love... good on him for getting some. Yeah. With... <laughs> with that track record. Oh, my God. But, like, I get, like, I get loving a movie and wanting things like I've had I've been about posters you know I've yeah. been about knickknacks but a life-size stormtrooper in your room as in well your room. like my brother and his girlfriend they do cosplay cute it's so cute they're really good at it as well that's beautiful like it's I, I think it's fucking cool yeah uh, and like my brother like had to tell his girlfriend she's like you can't leave the mannequins like that she puts the costumes <laughs> on in the room because I can't sleep because it's, it's fucking terrifying, terrifying. <laughs> Waking up in the night and being like, ah! <laughs> Absolutely. That would be just a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we jump in? Yes. Let's get on with this beast of a fucking Whoa. movie. There was me, that is Alex, and my three droogs, that is Pete, Georgie, and Dim. And we sat in the Corova milk bar trying to make up our razoo docs what to do with the evening. The Corova Milk Bar sold Milk Plus, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultra-violence. 
Demonic gang leader Alex goes on the spree of rape, mugging and murder with his pack of droogs. But he's a boy who also likes Beethoven's Ninth and a bit of the old in-out, in-out. He later finds himself... (laughs) No, go on. Sorry. No, so many already. He later finds himself at the mercy of the state and its brainwashing experiment designed to take violence off the streets. Yep. Um, (laughs) Once again, a synopsis that in no way really describes what this movie is about. Uh, So for anyone who hasn't seen this movie back, how would you try and describe it? Uh, Privileged white man. This movie does pose the question, um, what if white nerds uh, became the gangsters of the world? And it's fucking sad and weird and just gross. Like, just friggin' gross. Basically, uh, it's a a white gangster. That's what I have to describe him as. He's a white gangster. But not in a cool, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio way. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally a nerd's fantasy of what a gangster is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And he's very violent and horrible and a piece of shit. And then he goes to jail and then uh, he gets out of jail and then he's goes through this weird therapy to try heal in his violent ways. Kind of learns his lesson, kind of doesn't. But in between, everything's just really weird and fucked up. It's but, based in a dystopian uh, future as well, by the way. Because, well, boy, does dude cinema love a dystopian future. Don't they? Fuck it. Especially this time. This is like the 70s, 71. They fucking loved a dystopian future back then. Oh, just what's the future going to be like? Not how you think. Not in any way how you think. So I'm just going to start this discussion by saying... A uh, huge trigger warning for this movie. Yeah. Um, there's, I think, three rape scenes in the first fucking ten minutes of this mm. movie. And it's not full, like, they don't, I don't know, I'm yeah. going to make allowances, but it, it's it's very disturbing rape mm. shit. You, Straight you, up. You warned me about that before I watched it mm. as well, which I thank you for very much. Um, it is, Yeah, it is disturbing. I was like, because I... People would always say that, like, uh, Requiem for a Dream was very similar yeah, to this movie. I've heard that. I will say it's not as graphic as Requiem for a Dream, but okay. I think that's only because censorship was mm. a little bit more than it is now in the Yeah. In is 70s. Requiem, I haven't seen that, is it, like, artsy and stuff like this one was meant to be? Yeah, kind okay. of. It's just a bit more fucked up, though. Is it like, really more fucked up I think than this? It, I think it's more fucked up than Jesus this. Christ. So that's why, like, but still horribly fucked up in a movie that I don't think needs to exist. Sorry yeah. about it, Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just one of these movies, I'm like, this is some psychopath's dream. Mm. And it's, you need to pull these people aside and be like, sir, this is not a film. This is not for the broad audience. Yeah. Please go back to your cave and wank in silence. Yeah. And you're very <laughs> disturbed, wanking fetish, yes. whatever you've got going on. And the disturbed wanker that uh, made this movie is, in fact, Stanley Kubrick. Mr. Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Who we have, uh, we've, we've viewed uh, one of his films together, actually. Wait, which one was that? The Shining. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We so, did watch The Shining. Yeah. We said it on the podcast. We didn't go see it at uh, the, oh, what's the The Arclight Cinema. The Arclight Cinema is in LA on, on Halloween. Sunset, on Halloween night. Yeah. Um, Another which, fucked up movie, but nowhere near as fucked oh my up as God. this fucking movie. He also did Eyes Wide Shut. Um, oh, I haven't seen that one. That's, I've, I've, it's on the list. Don't email Yeah, I watched like it. the first half of it. That's pretty messed up too. So he's yeah. just a cool guy. Yeah. As soon as I saw his name flash on the screen, I was like, great, this movie's going to be loud and women are going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I just know that. That's his brand. That's what he does. That's what his platform is. <laughs> um, 
So, I, yeah, so this is a hugely, hugely mm. revered movie. Yeah, like, and it's also based on a book as well. We yeah. know. We didn't read the book. No. We don't have the fucking time. We're just no. going to be talking about the movie. Yes. Okay? And it's it's massive in cinematic history. Like, massive. Like, every film nerd loves this movie. Yeah. So that's also why I was really interested to watch it because I knew it was fucked up, but I'm like, well, what's redeeming about the fucked upness? Like, what mm. makes it, despite its fucked upness, what makes it a cinematic yeah. masterpiece? Something that people seem to enjoy watching. Yeah. And, fuck, I don't, I'm, I'm still really torn about how I feel about this movie. I'll put that out there. So I don't know if I liked it or if I, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be concerned if you're like, I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I'll it's be my like, new favourite. I have to find a new co-host. <laughs> Alex needs to get some help. <laughs> um, I, but I'm really torn about this movie. So the first half of it is really fucked up. There's mm. rape, there's violence, which, uh, and it all, what I found really troubling apart from just how awful it was was that the British accent the British fucking <laughs> accent <laughs> um, was just like all of the violence I couldn't f- see a point to it like there were I couldn't see immediately what the deal was and like why there was so much violence mm. it came together at the end then I understood what it was like, all about like it was about the brainwashing technique and kind of yeah. a commentary on that shit and so it kind of redeemed itself for me with all that but to be honest the first half I was just like I don't it feels like they're just revering this guy and he's like this cool 16 year old or whatever who's just raping people and they're making it look really interesting and artsy and I was like I I don't understand why Mm. and I can't get on board with it yeah I I think like what it was meant to be is like there's to show how unwell he was mentally is like there's no motivation he's just someone who fucking loves like hurting people like he's a full-on status he's actual psycho yeah 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 actual psychopath yeah um still like i don't know though it it just bothered me i was just really troubled like i had to i watched it in two sessions like i had to stop halfway through because i need a break yeah and yeah and then it was that second session the second half of the movie that was all about the um the prison the jail time the Mm. techniques that they used and the kind of commentary on the political system or whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's when I was like, okay, I get it now. Mm. But I've really, that first half of the movie, I was just like, I just feel like, it just felt like they were just fucking raping for the sake of raping. Like the movie makers were putting that in. Yeah. Oh, I think so. And as well, like I read, uh, like I'm I'm glad I didn't know this while watching the movie because it would have really upset me. But apparently when they were filming all of those like really fucked up rape scenes where he's like singing singing in the rain he sings singing in the rain while and you know he's what? raping this someone movie for yeah. sullying that beautiful song yeah <laughs> dare you I'm so mad all right and but apparently stanley kubrick was laughing so hard he was crying what? throughout filming all of those scenes oh no yeah really yeah and that's why I was like, this is just one sad man's, like, he thinks this is funny. Like, this is Does he comedy to him. Stanley. But he's like, he's a known psychopath and like horrible. Like when he was filming The Shining, he oh, would, yeah. he tortured, oh my God, what's her name? The act, the main actress. Actress. What is it? Stop yelling at the podcast. I'll get it. Just give me a second. <laughs> um, Shelly, Shelly Duvall. Yeah. He tortured the fuck out of her. In that really movie, that she's, she's still not okay to this day. <gasps> like she hasn't had an acting career since because she's been so fucked up from working with Stanley Kubrick. Like that's the psycho that we're talking about here. Jesus Christ! Well, that's like the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, I get that it's book based on a book, but like, 
Oh, the whole time I was just like, what kind of fucking psycho makes this movie? Like, how many issues does this... I don't know how similar it was to the book, so maybe it's the author that has the issues, but someone along the line has real severe fucking sexual issues to make this movie and to make it mm. so sexualized and so violently sexualized. Yes. Everything about it was like there was a dick in every fucking scene. Everything was phallic. Yes. Every woman in this just had a tits out and fucking just, it was mm. just molestation everywhere. And what I will say about the tits though in this movie is they were great titties. They were great. It was kind of beautiful in a way. Mm. Like to see, because like it's the 70s titties. There was all different kinds of titties. You know, I was having like a full education in titties. What a time. There was like big, long ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little flat ones little with flat tiny ones little with nipples. Teeny, tiny little nipples. Yeah, there was like big round ones. Yeah. Like some that were them. way too high. They were all crazy. And I was like, this is great. Like I love seeing these that was different cool. titties. Whereas now they're all the same. Yeah. High perky round. Yeah, yeah. Give me some more variety in titties. I want a whole spectrum of titties, please. Yes. So that's the only <laughs> tick I'll give this movie. <laughs> Is the interesting titties. Yeah. <laughs> as well um, as the di- like I did, I was so upset because I knew at some point, as soon as the movie started, I was like, we're going to see this guy's dick at some point. Mm, for sure. And it's like the most, like not to insult the penises that I've seen in real life. I love you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> but you are well it was remembered. Like such an average dick with like the palest pubes. Oh, I was like, I can't remember it. Maybe I wasn't watching. Yeah, it you probably blanked out of your memory. It was yeah. very disturbing. Like it's just like this sad little. Pale. I was like, put some fake tan on that. <laughs> Get like, some can, bronzer. Where is the makeup department? On there. Like that's just like neaten up the pubes. Like they're d- comb them. Are they seventies pubes? Maybe. Yes, they're seventies pubes. <laughs> like which I'm not against a bush. Like sometimes I just grow it out for shits and giggles. <laughs> Just the shits, but then it gets a bit itchy. Is, also, Alex is making. He speaks like a cartoon pervert. Uh, I could not. <laughs> st- so, it was so. It was the, the way this oh the main God. character speaks is in this like dialect that they. I think they created. Yes. I read that it's a combo of like Slavic, like Russian, and then something else in like Cockney, like rhyming slang. Yeah, but it just it. I already hate this character so much. Mm. Obviously, if anyone doesn't hate this character you need to get help like yeah. if you in any way idolize this main character mm, you shouldn't be on the streets so like just uh, he's the worst he's actually like a psychopath yeah. like we said but he also another thing i just hated about him is just the way he talks he just talks like he's like i had a feeling in my gutty wutty <laughs> i had some yummy milk and then i went out for some ultra violence the old in out in out oh yeah and the pauses, he's like the old in out, in out. I'm like, what he, are you, like, that's oh, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen it, that's what he calls rape. Yeah, or sex. So that's cool. Well, but he only knows. Same rape. thing for him though. Yeah. Learn consent. <laughs> it's important <laughs> as well. Like he's like his way of talking disgusted me. And then the uh, um, this other guy comes in like twenty minutes. He's not even important to the plot. But then he, like, doubled up. And I was like, this is, like, the ultimate cartoon pervert. The guy who, like, molests him oh, he's, a little bit. What the fuck? He literally was, like, a cartoon character. Yeah. I can't. I didn't. I was just, like, in shock. I didn't write down anything he said. But I was just like, no one. I don't. This doesn't. Like, none of this Why? fits together. Why? Yeah. Like, even, like, Why? even though it's meant to be, like, a crazy, weird, dystopian future. But. And also, if- in saying that, I 
it wasn't clear that it was a dystopian future. I don't know how I was expecting them to make it clear, but I was just watching the whole time being like, what the fucking world is this set in? It's I so weird. I feel like if it's a Monty Python did a sketch yeah. about the future, yeah. that's what the set felt like. Yes. It felt crappily put together, not thought out, and meant to almost be comedic. Like, yeah. It, it was re- like sense. the opening scene is that long shot of going backwards into that weird bar thing. Oh, or, yeah. And it's just all weird colors. And like, I get that it probably of its time it was like, like a masterpiece and very artistic and stuff. But watching it now, it's like, this is ugly and it's weird. I just yeah. I was watching like, this looks like a short film I made in like year 11 drama. Yes. Like just, I've just got whatever props the drama department had back yeah. there. <laughs> a couple of mannequins. Yeah, a couple of wigs. shitty wigs. <laughs> and that's what it felt like. I'm like, I know that this is meant to be artistic and like yeah. groundbreaking, but I can't get on board. It's so ugly. Mm. The reason Stanley Kubrick did it is because he wanted to prove that he could do a low budget movie so the budget for this movie was oh. only 2.2 million you can tell which is not it but you can fucking tell yeah. like you did it but mm. you didn't do it fucking is it worth it well in our eyes at least <laughs> but and i'm sure he's devastated that yeah. you know 40 years later we didn't like it 50 70 oh my god 50 years old yes, time keeps moving it's crazy <laughs> but with the um with the the language thing that they used mm. what's the there's a name for it Oh, I don't know. I don't no, care. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I just, like, the whole time I was, like, I don't care what the story or the reasoning is behind having them talk in this weird language. Yeah. But it, I just found it's just so annoying. It's just so how, like, I imagine, like, douchebags wish they could talk like because yeah. then they sound super intelligent. Like, you said something like, like, what did Thouist have in mind? And yeah. Like, That's how I imagine, like, a man with a fedora and a trench coat will sound when he opens his mouth. Absolutely. Or just, like, he doesn't, but he wishes he could. Yeah. Like, and then in... everyone was like, no, it's cool to talk like this. Yeah. And that's why Clockwork is his favorite movie. And he talks like that in front of the mirror by himself at home. Yeah. It's like a weird, like, Shakespeare. Yeah. Sorry, I just imagined that. And I'm like, it's happening. It's definitely happened. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, the singing in the rain thing, I read a funny little thing that when Malcolm McDowell, the main character, mm. met Jean. Who I kind of like, I was like, you look so familiar. Right? But at the same time, I feel this might be your only movie because it fucked you up so hard. Yeah. Like, I, playing I, this character you can see would fuck you up. I was the whole, like, the, at the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, fine, that was the movie. But, like, is Malcolm McDowell okay? Like, I didn't know who yeah. he was. I didn't know that he still yeah. had a career after this at the time. But, like, I was like, is he okay? Like, has anyone checked on him yeah. lately? Like, yeah. I don't know What's how he, he can doing? come back from is that. he hanging out with Shelley Duvall in a shack somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Just holding hands, being like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. He but can't hurt us anymore. Malcolm McDowell met Gene Kelly at a party several years after, like Gene Kelly of Singing in the Rain. And apparently Gene Kelly turned and walked away in disgust because he was deeply upset about the way his signature Singing in the Rain had been portrayed yes. in this movie. Yes, Gene Kelly. <laughs> Good for him. Fuck yeah. Good for Gene because oh. they really did. So what happens? They desecrated it. It's in the this, most beautiful, joyous song. In this movie, if you haven't seen it, in the first rape scene, like kind of the main big rape scene in this mm. movie, they are raping this woman whilst jauntily jumping around singing singing in the rain. Yeah. Cool. It's lame as fuck. Also, what they wear as like – I'm sorry, I can't get over Gene Kelly. I'm going to high-five him. I love him so much. What a legend. Um, their outfits <laughs> – as gangsters, <laughs> it's the saddest fucking it's thing. So, so it's how they um, made it is Stanley Kubrick was just hanging out with Malcolm McDowell and being like, what should we do for this movie? Like, what what should we do? 
And, uh, and he's like, of rape. Yeah. But um, beyond the rape. Yeah. What else should we do? What else should we do? And apparently uh, he was going through the trunk of Malcolm McDowell's car, car and he had like his cricket whites in ah. there. Oh. Yeah. So, and then. That's so, it? Yeah. And then he, like he had like the jog strap and he's like, wear it on top. And he put it on. And he's like, yes, this is it. This is the That's outfit. That's the fucking story behind that outfit? Yes. I thought there's going to be some, like, amazing, like, historical significance. Nope. Just happened to be in the boot of Malcolm McDowell's car. And he's like, wear the jock strap on top because I need to see dicks all the time. Yeah. Like, Sammy Kubrick funny. just needs to see dicks. He's yeah. got a real dick fetish. Oh, my God. There's so many fucking dicks in this movie in, like, in furnishings and, yes. like, phallic thing, like, where the girls are, like, eating the icy poles and stuff. They look like yeah. dicks. It was and- a real perverted movie. It's Perverted. That's and the not word. like in like my pervert way, which is like fun cute. and cute. <laughs> and like, like I'm a bit too horny. Yeah. Blah, right. This is like this was like this is sadistic. Yeah, perverted. You need to be sedated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're gonna do crimes with your penis. Yeah. Level of horny. And I just did. What did you think about the whole retribution plot line about one? You know, the second half, the second half of the movie when he goes to jail and he's and he's treated. And what, how did you feel about that? I, I I got it, and I was like, I see what they're trying to do, and I, and I like that this is happening in this movie. But that's kind of what I suddenly was relieved. I'm like, oh, finally, okay, it's not that he's just. I thought the whole movie was just going to be that this dude was a gangster and he raped people. Like I just yeah, and then he's going to sell drugs or some shit. Yeah, I. So as soon as the retribution, like he got punished, I was like, oh, okay, thank fucking god, there's mm. some kind of salvation for this plot line. Yeah. I, I like I wasn't at the end. I was very tired as well. Again, yeah. a two-hour movie. Like yeah, yeah. We, we're, not, we're gonna need to stop complaining about it because it's not gonna stop happening. <laughs> it's not gonna stop. I actually read the, <laughs> the original cut that Stanley Kubrick it's gonna be did. The, same the as first Blade Runner, cut isn't it? is worse. Oh no, it's the same. Four hours. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> Just, no, no, no one has like no one has that much time. And the two, like, the two hours was ridiculous. At the end, the whole, like, uh, they do, like, this little bit of, like, redemption where he's, like, Mm. meant to be kind of cute. Yeah, so the idea... I got really confused. There was a lot of talking and I zoned out. The idea is that they they use, um, what's that, conditioning therapy or something. So they make Mm. make the main guy, Alex, which, by the way, super bummed that his name's Alex. Yeah. But that was said too many times in regards fuck? to a rapist. I... And his name shouldn't have been Alex. It should have been like, like, Balthazar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's, that would have fit. Cause not everything, Alex. Not Alex. We've done so much, you know, trying so hard to, to, I guess, remedy this fucking name for the last 50 years. I know, now I know why. Yeah, you know, well, you've put up with so much shit. It's all because of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. But yeah, so the retribution plot line is that he goes to jail and then they use, yeah, whatever conditioning therapy or something to make him get, be feel sick whenever he thinks of violence. So mm. they make him watch rape and violence and stuff on the TV while he's ingested some kind of drug that makes him yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. And they also prop open his eyes with these fucking prong things, which is that's the thing I knew about. Yes, um, which that image so painful, and it's real. They really did it. Yeah, an actor. Oh shit! And I imagine like as well, like because it's Stanley Kubrick, they didn't do it in one fucking take. No, I because he they famously did. made Shelley Duvall do that axe swinging scene in The Shining a hundred and twenty times. Oh my god! That's why it looks so fucking good, and why she looks so beaten down yes. and. Exhausted. 120 times. 
Well, yeah, I'm sure. They, but apparently the dude that was next to him dropping the eye saline in his eyes to keep his eyes wet was actually a physician actually doing that oh, good. for him. Because, like, legally, how could they get yeah. that by? And he's a man, so he deserves to be treated better. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, so when that retribution plot kind of came in, I was like, it was weird, but I felt like, like I said, relieved and good. But I don't know if I felt like it was good just because everything has been had been so fucked up until that point yeah. that I just like lost all bearings of what was good and what I actually liked or not. Yeah, apparently, um, the there is a final chapter where there's like mm. even more retribution, but they left it out of the movie, and I that was that. the author who was it by, um, Anthony Burgess. That was like mm. his only critique. Otherwise, he loved the movie. He's like, oh, you left out the final chapter, oh. but otherwise. It's amazing. I was like, also, fuck you, Anthony Burgess. Oh, he's got, like, him and Stanley together. They've yeah, definitely they've got some shit. Yeah, each other to... off in a cave or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's definitely some asphyxiation happening for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the last chapter of the plot apparently just um, is, like, it's three years later. It's Alex and he's just leading three new drukes and he's kind of just he's not, he's normal now. Like, he's not violent anymore and it just kind of wraps it up and it's just kind of like everything's oh. okay now. But he's still he's cured. in a ragtag group of dreams. Yeah, but it doesn't excite him as it used to or something. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not retribution. Yeah. I like, like, I, the one thing I did like. Did you, yeah, did you like anything? There's some things that I did like about it. Um, for one was the, the idea of the dystopian future. I like the, the idea it presented of like, it's more about class disparity Oh, than yeah. anything. Okay. So it's like, you know, like gang violence is a really big problem yeah. because he's really poor and mm-hmm. there's all these really rich people and everything's kind of the same, which I'm kind of like, yeah, that's probably pretty close to yeah. what's going to fucking happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, and it was different from like, you know, like Blade Runner where they're like, we're going to be flying around on spaceships. True. And I was like, okay, that's too crazy. I True. did like, I did find that very interesting. I did also as well enjoy the uh, set design and cinematography. Like, kind of, like, the retro, like, 60s. Oh, yeah. It was cool to look at. Yeah. yeah. vibe. Like, that was, like, very cool. No, like, that, that was very cool. Interesting choices there. Apart from some parts that were excep- exceptionally shitty. Yeah. Like. That first scene. Yeah, that first <laughs> scene. I was just, like, seriously. Like, I was just, like, watching that. Like, what have we gotten ourselves into? It's literally like they asked children to be, like, what do you think happens in a bar? Yeah, like, <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Oh, obviously, there's a titty that, like, spurts milk. That, yeah. that happens at the Again end, I think. Again with the drinking milk. Yeah. What is it with you fucking nerds and milk? <laughs> just stop. No, you're not. Don't drink plain milk. Guys, 70% of adults are lactose intolerant. We don't. Have to have milk. The enzyme <laughs> that breaks it down. It's not part of it doesn't give you calcium. It's as not well. calcium. Take caltrate. Green. Yeah. Literally, you are sucking on a cow's titty for no reason, you <laughs> fucking freaks. They did it in like a big Lebowski as well with these white Russians. Yes. Stop it with the milk nerds. That's it. We're putting our foots down. Our foots. Our, our feet foots. down. <laughs> no more milk. No more milk. Milk is banned. You can be a soy boy, but that's it. Or you can have milk and coffee, but no more glasses of plain milk. No, it's bad for the environment. It's bad for the cows. Just go soy. It's better for everyone. Almond. Delish. Almond. And there's a lot of water involved in the production of almond milk. Fucking so that's hell. bad for the environment. So soy is the best. Just I mean, soy is not great, but either way. We anymore. should just not eat anything. Guys, no. stop eating things, Everyone okay? stop eating. Everything's bad for the environment. We're fasting forever. <laughs> fasting on this movie forever. Did you know that Andy McDowell, Andy McDowell, <laughs> <laughs> what's he up to? <laughs> no, I'm curious to know. 
So uh, Malcolm McDowell, do you know who he is now? Old? Oh, no. I looked him up. I thought he was like, for a second I was like, is that, is that Luke Skywalker? Oh, that, yeah, I can but see that. his nose is like super round and I was like, yeah. maybe he got a nose job and then did Star Wars? Yeah. That's I, what thought I thought when he looked, he actually looked, I knew he wasn't Ewan McGregor, but I thought like he looked a bit like an, a young evil Ewan McGregor. Yes, I like see that. Twin. Totally. No, but who is he? Tell He's me. He's old now, obviously. What? <laughs> I know, it's Guys, crazy how time just, works. Ha- and the it's... ladies' guide to cinema, we can't wrap our heads around time. Always it's blowing my mind. It's too crazy. <laughs> But, like, I know him as an old man. Like, he's in heaps in the last, say, 10 years. But most notably, he was in Entourage. What? Do you, um, this guy, hang on, I brought up his photo. Did you ever watch Entourage? He's also right. in Easy A. That guy. That's oh him. Oh, my God. That's him. Oh, my God. He's in everything. He's in everything. He actually is in everything. He's I looked up his great. IMDb. And, so, he's all right. He's the prom principal in yes. Easy A. Yes. Oh, my God. That's him. That's crazy. Oh, my God. So, is he actually British? Yes. Whoa. I think, yes. He does a... Oh. Yeah, he is, because they said um, that he used his real accent rather than a real Cockney accent. Right. Just to, for some reason, I don't know. Because like, it would have just been too crazy. <laughs> uh, even though it yeah, was already Yeah, so he's all right. So, I'm really happy about that. Malcolm's okay. I was yes. really worried about him. Good on, good on Malcolm. Mm. <laughs> but his fucking character still, like... Uh, yeah. This, I was... He listens. His character listens to classical music. His whole thing is a Beethoven. And yeah, I, I watched a that. big eye roll, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally wrote down, of course, this cunt listens to classical music. Yeah. And, of course, he lives at home with his parents. Yes. But then I found out he's actually, like, 17 because he goes to school. I thought that meant college. But yeah. he's, he's a kid. No, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought he was oh, 17. Oh, I was really surprised by that. I was hoping so. even worse. I mean, like, if he was, like, 32, I'd be like, oh, Christ. Oh, dear. <laughs> like, I was like, surely there can't be another level of fucked in this movie. Like, yeah. surely you can't fit that in no. somehow. Did you think, like, I read parts, like, saying that it was, like, humorous and it was, like, a black, it had, like, elements of black comedy in it. Did you find it no. funny? No. No. Absolutely not. I don't know, man. I was like, I think, like, maybe if I was, like, with a big group of people and we were, like, drinking and mm. watching the movie, like, ironically maybe it might be yeah. funny. But at the end of the day, everyone will be like, yeah, that was just kind of weird. weird. I feel weird now. Like, we should just watch The Room again. Like, it's always <laughs> yeah, a good time. It's much easier. <laughs> one, movie, one part of the movie that I did find like a little bit funny was when he's like, uh, he's in the middle of attacking someone or he's about to start attacking these people. And from underneath his uh, big cricket jock strap. He uh, lifts it up and there's a ball inside and he just like plays with it. Oh, I missed that. And I was like, it was like, it wasn't like a ha ha. Like, okay. this is funny. I was like, that's weird. Huh. <laughs> okay. Look, I think. <laughs> it's a bit odd. I think what happens is that it's so fucked up consistently that any moment of levity is just like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Just any moment of just like not raping for a second and just not being fucked up. Which yeah. I, I was the same. It's like any little moment we had. To just breathe. Yeah. It was nice. I thought, like, the overall, I didn't find this movie visually pleasing. No, I like, agree. The lighting was bad. Yeah. Again, the cheap sets, even though, like, some of them, when I was like, oh, that's a cool concept, it was still, I was like, it doesn't feel good on my eyes. Mm. And it's like, at the point, like, so, I don't know, I haven't, I don't want to read heaps about this movie, yeah, but, like, just watching it. As you just sitting down and watch it without knowing a bunch of stuff about it, it's not a pleasing movie to yeah. watch to the eyes, no, um, or to the brain. 
Yeah, I don't know. But is there a point behind that? Is it like, is it Stanley Kubrick trying to like, you know, put every, make everyone, take everyone out of their comfort zones or something? I don't know. And I think maybe because it's low budget, like they just yeah. didn't have like the equipment. As well, because you can see like, and you can tell this is an old, old movie because you can see everyone's paws. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's not a, like it like in Top Gun big poor movie yeah. lots of paws you and can see right down into them little holes who bore those teeth yeah those oh god the teeth, teeth. <laughs> so big one one tiny uh, it made this made me very annoyed as well one mm-hmm. tiny thing that I did find very pleasing was Malcolm McDowell's eyes he's look they are some of the most beautiful blue eyes yes. I have ever Ever seen. They're gorgeous. They're like crystal Kurt blue. Cobain, beautiful level eyes. Yes, crystal. And the, but then I was just so mad because I was like, how dare you? How yeah. dare you? Everything else about you is disgusting. Yes, absolutely. And then you have these beautiful eyes, you motherfucker. I did actually, one scene I did really like, and I think because I knew we were end, like towards the end and it was <laughs> all going to be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene at the end where he's in the hospital bed and that dude's feeding him and he does that weird thing with his mouth. He's like, yeah. He's, you can't see that, obviously, yeah. but um, he's like popping his mouth open like a little kid. Yeah. That was really weird and comedic. And I actually like, I found that scene really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I will give the movie props for that. I found yeah, it really for enjoyable. Those 10 seconds that we've just mentioned of the film. <laughs> yeah. But that was a really fun scene. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just all like, uh, like my face was just like, ugh. Yeah. Like the whole time I was like, uh, uh, what confused and just weirded out and really uncomfortable. Yeah. What did you think about the female characters in this movie? Not that there was barely any. Well, they were, but they were just all raped. Yeah. That's why I was kind of glad there wasn't any more. Like, if any other woman oh, walks in couldn't. here, she's just going to be raped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of feelings. The one that, one that he, that fought back against him, that lady with the cats. Yes. That was cool. I really, like, I was happy that okay, there was... Okay, that scene was kind of funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there was no rape in it. He just bangs her over the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not with his penis. No, surprisingly. With a giant statue of, of a penis. penis but <laughs> which is what makes that scene funny. Um, but that was fun. Like, she fought back and she yelled at him and stood up, you know, and yeah. she wasn't scared of him and stuff. So I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, she was a great character. Like, she's this old, rich old lady mm. that lives in, like, this, like, beautiful house with, like, hundreds of cats. <laughs> and she's, like, a, some weird, like, fitness instructor. So Pilates. she's in, like, this emerald green leotard, which yeah. I was like, yes, that's going to what yes. I'm going to wear to all my comedy gigs. <laughs> I love like her stockings as well. So good. Like just pink stockings. Pink. Like emerald green leotard. I was like, yes, I love, love, love all of this character. Yes. And then like she's just like, you're a piece of shit. Get the fuck out yeah. of the house. Yeah, that was really And cool. then he's attacking her with a giant penis statue, which yeah. I was like. And he almost doesn't win. Like she almost gets him. Yeah. And which, that's where he gets caught. Yeah. By which the police. took a lot. Like if it was just like he was just breaking into the house, I would mm. be like, ha, ha, ha. But I was like, if she loses, like. Just go get raped. Yeah. Like, this is... Yeah, that's made it... Yeah. Just, it was all it's very... Stop me having any laughter, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just in, on that note from earlier, you were saying about Kubrick and uh, filming that scene in mm. The Shining, I read that um, filming that main rape scene was so mm. difficult for the actress who was originally cast in the role that she quit, and then the part was recast with the current actress, Adrian Corey. And she said that she was so furious at the large number of takes that Stanley Kubrick required, feeling it ought to have been done swiftly. So Obviously. he made her go through acting out a rape scene oh <laughs> with a large God. number of takes. Why is this movie still allowed to be out there? Yeah, I was actually, why was this movie allowed to be made in the first place? Especially in the 70s. Like, yeah. 
there was a huge, obviously, huge backlash to it that I read up about. Oh, I'm so glad. Rightly so. Like, Yeah, it was banned, I think, in a couple of countries and shit. I just don't get, like, um, why this movie is so revered. Like, I, mm. do, I don't – it's not like – like trying to correct, and I don't care for it to be explained to me yes. either. <laughs> do not. It's a rhetorical get your hands question. Off that keyboard. <laughs> do not send that email to us. Definitely do rhetorical. Not. We do not fucking want to hear about it. <laughs> Once we are finished recording, pour that glass of milk out while you're at it. You fucking nerd. <laughs> or put some coffee in it, or something yeah. adult. Not a child. Um, once we're done with re- this recording of this episode, I care never to think about this movie again. No, well, like I don't like because it's not like it's it's again a movie. Like last week we dealt with Fight Club, which was all about men's relationship with violence. Mm. Here we have another movie all yeah. about men's relationship with violence, yeah. but it's not. It's a messy fucking movie. It's messy. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's just it's sadistic yeah. and perverted, and it's it's purpose or its message that it's trying to send isn't clear enough as just on a first watch as not a film critic professional kind of person Mm. it's not clear enough whereas with fight club the message was clear yeah we got it and that's like a high concept movie like that's yeah and it redeemed the violence a bit but this this what what makes this movie appeal like how has it gotten so big like mm. what what like what you did some research about the first reception of it like mm. what what happened when it came out in the 70s this well movie? it's considered a landmark in the like relaxation of control on violence in cinema so this is one of the first movies that kind of allowed violence to be more prevalent in cinema great so someone's been like okay you can punch people and yeah. then now we have to be like no not fucking like that Stanley yes. Kubrick <laughs> Jesus Christ. She's really taking some liberties with these rules, aren't you, Stan? Yeah, it's a real warning sign as to how problematic you are. <laughs> yeah. And um, because of I read because of the explicit sex and violence, the National Catholic Office for Most Motion Pictures, which is interesting, I didn't know that existed, yeah. uh, rated it C for condemned. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What are their other ratings? Uh, a rating which forbade Roman Catholics from seeing the film. So <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that. I yeah. wouldn't know, well, like well, they're like, OJ is another one. Like, okay with Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> HW, heed the warning of this movie. <laughs> Hedonistic, this warning. Condemned. It's so <laughs> severe. Catholics, Condemned. you'd be crazy, yeah, Catholic. Yeah, you're dramatic. Settle down. <laughs> um, the film was actually unavailable for public viewing in the UK from 73 until the year 2000. A lot of people Good. thought it was Why did banned. we change that? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people thought it was banned, but then I read this, but it was on IMDb Trivia, so who knows what's real. But yeah. apparently, contrary to popular claims, it was never banned in the UK. It originally received an X rating in 71 and was withdrawn from distribution in 73 by Stanley Kubrick himself, which I don't know if that would be true. But one of apparently one of his reasons for withdrawing the movie in the UK was that, according to his wife, he and his family received too many death threats because of the film. He's so got they, a wife? Oh, my God. That poor woman. That poor woman. She's probably she crazy. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Though. She probably matches him. She's probably very rich too, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the most disturbing thing of, like, the kind of reception of this movie is that two copycat crimes um, promote, prompted – Stanley Kubrick to have the film withdrawn. Okay, this must be the other belief of why it was withdrawn. Yeah. Um, but apparently there were two copycat crimes. One was the rape of a Dutch girl in Lancashire in 73 at the hands of men singing singing in the rain. Oh, God. But instead singing in the rape. 
Oh, I'm really upset by that. Yep. And then the violence of another incident was the violence of a 16-year-old boy who had beaten a younger child whilst wearing Alex's uniforms of cricket whites and a black bowler hat and combat boots. So... Fucking see this. How do you make this movie and not expect that there'd be fucking copy? Like this would just give copycat you psychos the wherewithal to go ahead and do this shit. Like this is going to inspire psychos. I mean, psychos are always going to exist. They're always and of course doesn't create them, but it inspires them. I think it should be something of like responsibility. Like filmmakers have a responsibility to be aware of these sorts of things and what moral ideas they're putting out, and especially like. A lot of people gravitate to, like, media, like, movies and music so much in their teen years when they're really impressionable. Yeah. Like, yeah. we had the same thing with Fight Club last yeah. week. That they... inspi- that's inspired so much violence yeah. and a death of a 17-year-old boy again. Yeah. It's like, it's just like, this is why we need to have, like, more of an inclusive... Industry? But more, like, in industry, like, mm. telling more stories, giving you more perspectives. Because, mm. like, there's more people considering the outcome of this instead of a white man who's like, this is funny and I like it. Yeah. Oh, this is my genius and I like it. It's genius. And it's like, there's this consequences. You're inspiring Let's people. Let's balance it out then with some, like, some other not straight white male filmmakers yeah. making other movies yeah. that might give a different perspective on yeah. the world. And I'm sure, you know what, there's women filmmakers out there making fucked up shit. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, but, but we don't know about it. Just across the board. <laughs> like, yeah, we, don't, we haven't heard about it. would love to. Thanks. That'd I'd be nice. A Clockwork Orange made by a woman. Let's see. No, I would, no, I would not watch any. Oh, my God. <laughs> It would, oh God, I'm imagining it. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I just don't want it to exist. Yeah. But I really am, I guess, just bottom line, like, I am in two minds. I hated it for ages and then I found the therapy that they put him through interesting and the yeah. kind of commentary it made interesting. Um, and it did a bit redeem the original first half of the movie for me, but I still don't know if I give this movie any props. Yeah. I think, like, I was in that like mixed mind frame about it where I was like I really hated the start of it in particular and then I was like oh like I I like this bit that's happening here the only reason I think I felt like that though was because like they created such a horrible feeling inside me and yeah. then gave me a, a bit of relief from that Teeny, I think tiny, that's the bit of only relief. yeah yeah which I'm just like they just beat oh, us down you. so hard and then a little bit lifted yeah. us back up and we're like oh my god thank you yeah thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much thank you for not torturing me <laughs> yeah, um, that anymore. feels so nice not being tortured <laughs> through my eyeballs <laughs> Really appreciate that. Thanks, Dan. So I'm just kind of like, you know what? Nah, f- fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's have a shorter one because you know what? Fuck this movie. I don't want to spend any more time yeah, on it. Yeah, There's let's... no fucking point. Okay, so to wrap up, uh, <laughs> I think I know the answer to this because you gave an exact example earlier. But if yeah. a if a listener of ours was to go home. You know, to go on a date and go home with someone, and that person said, "Let's put on Clockwork Courage." What would you say? I, I I would be shocked. Um, I I was like, no, 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 never watch, no. never watch this movie. This movie still should be banned. Um, yeah, this is. I just and ratings. I don't. I'm not. I'm not That's what I rate it. I rate it condemned. I side yes. with the Roman Catholics. I condemn this movie. I give this there you go. That's the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> I side with the Roman Catholics. Let's <laughs> well, make that a tradition. I don't um, think it will be. <laughs> Yeah, just kind of similar to High Fidelity. I'm just like, I don't think I wouldn't recommend watching it even just to to see what the, all the hype is about in the cinematic history 
Um, I don't think it's worth it. It's just troubling unless you like some film nerd. But if you're a film nerd, you've probably seen it already by now. If you yeah. if you just like us and you just want to watch some movies and see what they're about, I reckon don't bother. Yeah, absolutely it's... don't bother. So that was a clockwork fucking orange. <laughs> <laughs> we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you, of course, to our beautiful producer, Alexi Toliopoulos. Please join us again next week when we watch... Point break. If you want to keep up with us and which movies we're reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, The Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. Also, if you can write us five stars on iTunes uh, and in your review, let us know what movie you have been shamed for watching and we will review it for you. We'll watch it for you. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. Hope you're okay. <laughs> Bye. Hug, hug your loved ones. Hug them. <laughs> Wait, uh, uh.